one night I'm walking down the, the hallway of the house and my son's bedroom door was always closed by the way. I walked down the hallway and his bedroom is on the left. I saw that the door was open and when I peeked in, I saw a little white shadow figure leaning on top of the, the bassinet. I made out that it was a small person. My great grandmother was four foot 11. When I looked in the bedroom and I, I could see a little glow, like I can still see it in my head. It lasted two seconds, but I, I still have the picture of it in my brain. I'm never gonna forget it. I felt like she was checking up on him. Welcome to the Spirit Sisters podcast. My name is Karina Machado, and I'm the author of Spirit Sisters, Women's True Stories of the Paranormal. In this podcast, I'll revisit the women behind my most unforgettable stories and unearth new tales to chill, intrigue, astound, and offer hope. You'll hear first-hand accounts of ghostly visitors, near-death experiences, premonitions, hauntings, and love more powerful than death. Whatever you believe about the afterlife, I invite you to open your minds and hearts as ordinary women reveal their extraordinary encounters. Hi everyone and welcome to the final episode in our special Halloween series on Spirit Sisters the podcast. I'm Karina Machado and if you've missed the first two episodes of virtual fireside conversations about haunted houses that I've uploaded, you can scroll down and check out my first two interviews with Ben and Liz. So far we've heard about a storybook pretty yet ominous house in Pennsylvania and we've heard about a family home in a harbourside suburb of Sydney that the original inhabitants, it seems, were reluctant to leave. Today, we're travelling to Quebec in Canada. My guest, Chantelle Lalonde Goudriot, and I apologise if I haven't pronounced that correctly, Chantelle, has always sensed the spirit world, which means that she has more than one haunted house story to share with us today. Now, as a primer for what Chantelle is about to tell us, I'd like to read out to you a snapshot of how she describes herself. Here she goes. I am classified as weird, extroverted, bubbly personality, a funny person. I love making people laugh. I'm a multidisciplinary artist. I do it all, paint, drawing, crafts, jewellery, sewing, woodworking. I discovered I was unusual at a very young age with my developing telepathy, mediumship gifts, hypersensitivity to everything and everyone, and flashbacks. I have never really explored or tried to develop those gifts further. I've been trying to regress them until recently. I've always been able to hear and feel spirits, feel them all, feel their pain, energy, their soul. I know the age, gender, their stories sometimes. It's hard to explain. They also give me visions. I have flashbacks of the past. I rarely see them as a full-blown apparition, though. That's very rare. I'm also hypersensitive to humans and everything around me. It's very hard to control all that, hence why I have regressed it for so long. I left a crack open in the door, but not much room to enter, although those spirits and energies get in either way. So there's an introduction to this mother of two who works in the public service in Canada. I think you're going to really enjoy our conversation. It's goosebumps galore too, so settle in. Here's Chantelle speaking in her delightful Frenglish accent from her home in Quebec that's all dressed up for Halloween. 
Hello, Chantelle, and welcome to Spirit Sisters, the podcast, our special haunted house series for Halloween. Hi. Thank you so much, Karina. Thank you for coming on the show. And as I was saying just before we pressed record, we've been corresponding for some months now, and I've been wanting to get you on the show to share all of your amazing stories about some haunted places that you've been to. But when Halloween was approaching and I was thinking of doing a little series of fireside chats about haunted houses, it just seemed like the perfect time to schedule our conversation, Chantelle. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Now, so the thing is where to imagine we're sitting around your fireplace and we've got our mugs of tea or coffee or what it may be. And you're about to tell me your haunted house story. And I know you've got more than one. So I'm just going to leave this to you to begin where you would like to begin. Oh, I have so many. I don't know where to begin. <laughs> I guess um, the, most, the most epic one, the most uh, freaky to me, and because it had a full-bodied apparition, it was uh, my friend's Jay's house. Jay's house was built in around 1890. It's a really cute house. It has uh, two stories and a basement. And back then, the basement was still on the rock. So pretty raw down there. Uh, Jay invited me over. And uh, we had just beginner friendship, you know. So she told me that she had two ghosts in her house. And I was like, okay. And she knows I can feel those things. Ever since I was a kid, I, I could feel them. So she wanted to test me pretty much. She didn't tell me anything else. <laughs> So I was like, okay, I went to her house and we would uh, film videos and um, have fun. And, you know, we had characters and whatnot. So I go to her house for our first little video that we're going to film together. And I swear to you, Karina, when I stepped on the floor, I felt it. I was like, oh my God, what's this? It was like, like I had vibrations under my feet. It was so weird. Like... I don't know how to explain it. I really felt something from down there. And I looked at her and I'm like, your, your, your floor is vibrating. Like, <laughs> I can feel something in your basement. <laughs> and she says, well, that's the first one. <laughs> so I was like, okay, um, what's the story behind this and whatnot? And uh, she explained to me that the man who owned the house before, the first, first owner, uh, apparently was not a very nice man and he would uh, put his son down there when he was when he was mean to his son he would punish him and you know lock him down there I guess that that kid must have felt like really bad and had bad energies when he was down there you know bad feelings create yeah. bad energy I was like okay so we go we go to the house tour and whatnot she shows me upstairs and I was like there's something weird in your daughter's bedroom when we went in there <laughs> And she says, yes, there's the, the second one is in here, usually. He's attached to a mirror. The mirror was, uh, I can't remember the exact story, but the mirror was in her grandmother's house. For the longest time, she inherited it. And she inherited the ghost that came with it. So the first visit was like that. Not so bad. I felt energies, but nothing, nothing really bad, you know? So our friendship evolves. I go to her house for a first sleepover. My husband is not with me. Usually uh, Jay would let me, like when we would have sleepovers as a good host, you, you give your bedroom to, to your, your, in, your invitees, you know what I mean? Uh, your guests. 
that time I was alone. So I told Jay, hey, never mind. You sleep in your bedroom with your boyfriend and I'll sleep in Jasmine's room, which is her daughter. She's like, okay. <laughs> little fun fact about me. I'm scared so bad of dolls. I don't know why, but ever since I was a kid, I'm petrified of dolls. I can't, I, can't, I just can't, Karina. Oh, <laughs> I understand I'm, dolls. Yes, okay. <laughs> I don't know why. So she opens Jasmine's door, bedroom door, and there are dolls everywhere. I'm like, oh my God, girl, I'm not sleeping in here. <laughs> Your worst nightmare come to life. Oh and I'm not even sleeping yet, you know? So she's like, no worries, I'll take everything out. So she cleaned the little, the, the, the little girl's room really quickly for me. And I go to bed. She goes to bed. I left, like, I don't know, the door, like, half open. And it's the dead of the night. I'm sleeping. And I hear, dum, 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 in the stairs. She had a stairway, right, to go to the, the, second, the second floor. And I hear running in the stairs but like fast paced running. And then I hear it stop at the top of the stairs. And I'm like, oh my God, what's that? I was petrified, I didn't know what to do. So I just stayed there, I was like frozen. And then I hear going back down. So I'm like, someone's, someone's up. And it's just me, Jay and her boyfriend. The kids were not there. I got up, petrified. I don't even know how I got out of the bed. But I opened the door and I went to check in the hallway and I checked down the stairs and there's nothing. There's nothing there. Jade's sleeping. Her boyfriend's sleeping. I'm like, okay, this must be one of her ghosts. (laughs) And that noise had woken you up in the dead of night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It woke me up. It was really, really loud. I went back to sleep. Well, I went back to the bed and I, I tried to go back to sleep. I don't know if I was really sleeping, sleeping, like hard sleep, but I I was like in between, you know, and I hear it again, but really, really, really loud. I'm like, oh my God, no. I I put the covers up to my nose (laughs) and I said to myself, I'm not, I'm not going out. I'm not going out there again. (laughs) There's no way. Until did it sound like a child uh, steps Um, or or it was just the the quickness of it that it was yeah. the it was the quickness of it. Yeah, it was okay. um, kind of a playful or a, I don't know running up the stairs like really an excitement. Uh huh. Um, there was a guest in the house. The next, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. The next day I told her, and her and her her boyfriend were laughing, and they're like, "Oh, so you've met you've met the 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 ghost from downstairs." I'm like, "Okay, so that's the kid from downstairs." And Jay says, yes, when we have guests around, he's, uh, he's quite excited and he, he likes to show that he's there. He runs in the stairs and this is very frequent. It's very creepy. And yeah, every time I went, I would hear him in the stairs every time after that. So and, um, when was that experience, Chantel? When was that? It was about 12 years ago. Oh, yeah. At least 12 years ago. I've been, I've been with my husband for 13 years in March. It was at the beginning of our relationship, yeah. Okay. I started the, started the doing videos and the scripting with the, with Jay and the artistic stuff. So we we evolved the friendship, me and her. And okay. I and went, the home the home was in Quebec, was it? Yeah, it's in the, it's in Getsnow too. Well, we live in a sector that is called uh, Buckingham. Uh, Getsnow is a really really big city, and Buckingham is uh, part of that. 
they merged pretty much all the cities around Gatineau. And uh, Buckingham is an old town. It was built, uh, the first buildings were in the 18 something. There's really uh, amazing houses around here. And hers too is really beautiful. It has a nice character, although there's ghosts in it. <laughs> but yeah, the little guy from downstairs, uh, he likes to play around and he likes to make noise downstairs and run in the stairs as well. And um, she has a second ghost. That's like, that, that one... That one really creeped me out. That was like one of the, the most scary experiences I've ever had in my entire life with a spirit. Because um, like I mentioned, I've been hearing them and feeling them ever since I was a kid. But seeing them, I can count at least three times I've seen a full-bodied apparition. Because they're really rare, those things. Well, for me, they're rare. So seeing one was really uh, petrifying. <laughs> oh, This time Chris was with me. We went, we're parents, okay? Like, Jay has kids, I have two kids, and we wanted to have, you know, a fun night of, oh, we're just going to drink a couple drinks and have fun and talk and whatnot. You know what, Karina? <laughs> At 10.30, we were yawning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, we were so tired. So we just, like, all went to bed. And this time, we slept in Jay's bedroom. Chris and I slept in her bed. And uh, her boyfriend and, uh, and her slept, uh, I think, in the basement, not in the basement, in the living room. So I'm sleeping. <laughs> Chris is snoring like a bear next to me. And I can remember he was sleeping on my left. And her bedroom, Karina, is huge, okay? When she bought the house, the second floor, it has two bedrooms on uh, the right side. The bathroom is in front of you. And the left side was two other bedrooms. She opened the wall between the two of them. So it's really huge. Gorgeous. And the bed, the bed is like in the back of the room. And you can see far ahead and in front of the bed, there's a sofa. There's a little space. And then there's a little uh, unit with a TV, you know. So it gives an idea of the depth of the room. I'm sleeping. And then, you know, when you're sleeping and your eyes are closed like this. <laughs> and you feel something looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh my god there's something there you feel it it, it, it I, did it ever happen to you or yes yes absolutely yeah well you know what the explanations for me are a little bit less unusual in that they were my my own children so you oh, know yeah. when, when your kids are little and they do oh, that yeah. they just come and stand there I oh, would yeah. imagine that it's a similar the same feeling though yeah yeah because you feel you, you you feel looked at. You feel like there's something there next to you. So, oh yeah, uh, it was and it was intense. And I opened my eyes, and I could feel there's someone there. I could not see him at the, the first glance, but you know, in the dark, your eyes start to focus after a while. And I would see this blacker shape than the rest of the room was black. It was darker than the rest of the room. I would see it in the back of the room, and I was like, whoa. What's that? <laughs> I closed my eyes. <laughs> I'm like, nope, this is not happening. <laughs> I opened my eyes. He's closer. <gasps> oh my god. Oh. Karina, I, I can still feel the goosebumps. It was it was so petrifying for me. But he didn't have a bad energy. He was just um intimidating. The size of him was really intimidating. So I opened my eyes again and he's closer again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, it's him. She had told me the story of the, the one we call the black man. 
because he's a, a black shadow figure. That's what Jasmine, the kid, would call him. Oh, so Jasmine was the first to notice him. Yes. The little girl yeah. of the house. Yeah. 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 And um, Jay, Jay told me quickly the story of the black man, that Jasmine would sometimes see the black man. And I was like, okay, whatever. But it's my, my first sleepover in her room and he's there. I, I can recognize him. She said, Jasmine told me he was tall. He was tall. He's like massive, you know, he's, he's large, he's built. And he was dark, 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 dark. And he's right there in front of me. I'm laying in the bed like this with the covers in my face. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, he's there. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. I just can't imagine that level of lucidity. So you're absolutely lucid in that moment and you're trying to process what it is that is in front of you. Yeah. And th this guy is snoring next to me and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I was frozen. I could not even move to like, you know, kick him or something. <laughs> I was frozen, completely frozen. I couldn't move. And I was looking at him and I'm like, okay, no, I closed my eyes. And I was like, okay, black man, you go away. I know it's you. <laughs> I'm just Jay's friend. Leave me alone. Okay, please leave me alone. And I opened my eyes and he was gone. I felt like a, you know, yeah. he, he, he wasn't, he's not, he was not a mean spirit. Yeah. But he was, he was, uh, he was like really impressive. You know, he would, he would show his presence. Like I'm here, you know. Yeah. And Chantel, yeah. little Jasmine called him the black man and you saw a black figure, but I'm getting the impression it was less about his race or the color of his skin than some sort of opaque dark shadow yeah. quality yeah okay it was really um it was really a, a dark shadow figure and like a full one you know some well sometimes people say that they can see through them this one is like is like really like full it's full yes. black like a dark black color it's a it's a shadow figure but really really darken jasmine would call him uh the black man because of that because he was so dark you know and it's a shadow figure to her and she was i think she was three or four back then jay told me the full story it was uh, the the uncle of jay um the grandma that owned the mirror was it was her son he died when he was older i don't know how he got stuck in that mirror or if he's emotionally attached to it but jay got the mirror over time and ever since he's been there and he's still there to this day there is and a, he's not he's not mean he just yeah. you know he he's curious he wants to look on you and yeah and um so, jay figured it out when uh, jasmine saw a picture of the uncle and said hey that's the black man oh, jay was like oh my god are you saying this is the spirit that we have in our house that's that's the mystery that you see at home and Jasmine said, yes, that looks like him. So that's really interesting. Do you, when you yeah. saw him, were you able to make out facial features and clothing or not? You couldn't see No, it was so dark. It was so dark in that bedroom. I could only see like pitch black and a dark shadow figure much darker. In the shape of a man. Yeah, in okay. the shape of a man and really massive one. You know, he was okay. tall and he was built. I guess Jasmine saw her clear, clearer at some times. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's so weird. It's very interesting. And I have read before quite a few accounts about pieces of furniture coming with spirits. And I, don't, yeah. I haven't really looked into what is behind that. But uh, I have heard accounts of dressing tables that, you know, somebody will buy at an antique store and then 
there's the apparition of a young woman that comes with it, yeah. brushing her hair and those kinds of stories. So it, it has a precedent in, in that sense. But wow. So, yeah. so how did you, did you eventually get back to sleep and how did you deal with this? I was so petrified. I don't even think I slept the rest of the night. I, I was I was laying next to Chris and <laughs> I closed my eyes, but like I was like somnolent. I don't think I was I was fully fully asleep. And I told her the next day and she laughed at me again, you know, because she was used to this. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, she said, So you, you met the uncle, you know, that that's the one we call the the black shadow figure. And yeah, she says, He's nice, don't worry about it. Oh my god. The younger one is not there anymore. I think it was Six or seven years ago, they lifted the house to build the basement. And because it was on rock, like I uh -huh. said before, it was a originate, like the original rock from the 1890s yeah. there. They lifted up the house, they, they dug up and they built a basement. They found dog bones, nothing else. Nothing else that is creepy there except for that. That's pretty weird, but okay. And apparently the spirit left the house ever since they rebuilt the basement. Ain't that weird? That is weird. And renovation does have an effect yeah. on spirit activity. Yeah. And clearly it's had an effect in that case with that, um, yeah. that story. In terms of haunted houses, uh, where would you like to go next? Hmm. I think the, the one in Liri was pretty, uh, pretty intense. That apartment was something... Um, I didn't see anything there particularly, but my friend Karine and I would have pretty weird experiences. I moved there when Chris and I started uh, living together, uh, which was 12 years ago. Karine and I had just started being friends because we started work. I started working at a new job and I met Karine. We became friends. Uh, Chris and I were looking for a place and Karine is like, hey, I live in a duplex and the apartment downstairs is free. I laugh at this now because we're best friends now, Karin and I. And I tell her, you're crazy, man. Made me move to that place. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, I was so not there at that time that I didn't even think to mention. But yeah, it's, it was really weird. When I moved in, it was fine. I felt there was something there. But it wasn't malevolent, you know. It was, it was okay. Karin, on the other hand, would have pretty weird experiences. And at the time she was having a rough patch with her, her boyfriend. And sometimes that messes with the spirits. And when they feel that we're not well, you know what I mean? They, they, yes. they get agitated or whatnot. She would have these hanging plants in the living room. <laughs> and she told me that she saw them lift up at one point. She was scared, petrified. She just left the room, you know? Um, she would hear talking in the kitchen, but like, mumbling like I, I i don't know like another language like it was not demonic but it's it's another language that we did not understand made Karen freak out a little bit and she told me these stories after but while i was living there i started having a couple things happen one of the weirdest ones uh was the night i had told you about uh, but before that i'm just standing in the hallway and I feel this running right past me and you you know you feel the wind yes. <laughs> next to you I turned around and I was like what's that 
And I was frozen and petrified. And it's the middle of the day for me. The spirit there, I felt, was a child. But knowing and having like studied a lot of the paranormal and do, did a lot of research, and sometimes it, it can be something else than a child, taking a child form, you know? So I don't know if it was that, but that's not what I felt. But talking to other people, now I'm like, mm, maybe. <laughs> Either way, it was, it was really weird because... I would feel a child downstairs, but Karine would feel and hear men upstairs. Where the kitchen was, was my kitchen as well. But downstairs, you know, it's the same layout. I, will, I always felt something really creepy in that part of the house. And the bedroom right in front, which is where Karine's hauntings were happening. And me downstairs, same weird feeling. But I felt a kid. One time I was sitting on the sofa. I'm talking like this on the phone. We didn't have cell phones. <laughs> so I'm talking like this on the phone. It's the evening. Chris is not there. Chris would work nights a lot uh, back then. And I'm sitting and I'm blabbing on the phone like this. And I swear to you, I heard this voice right in my ear. It was like, like a whisper of something, but like really directly into my ear. <laughs> I froze and I screamed and I jumped and I was like, you know, like I, I, I scream, I'm not going to scream, but I screamed so loud. I was on the phone. I can't remember with who. And the person on the other line was freaking out. Like, are you okay? And I explained what happened. And I think they didn't believe me. I can't remember who it was. I was petrified for the rest of that evening. I could never really nicely sleep in that house. I would always feel something there. I would be okay because Karin was upstairs. And Chris was working nights, so, you know, but if Karen was not upstairs, I would not be okay. <laughs> what night? That, that was the, the most intense night ever at that house. I'm, I'm sleeping. I'm, I'm in my bed. My baby girl is three or four. No, she's four. Yeah, she was four. Kevin was about three. Kevin was a Karen's son sleeping upstairs, right above my daughter's bedroom. So everyone's asleep. I mean, it's like... I don't know, 12 or 1 a.m., something. I'm sleeping, and I hear this baby crying, Karina, but like a newborn baby. That yes. sound is very particular, you know? It is very distinct, yes. It was not super loud, but it was, it was there. It was like faint, kind of. I, I couldn't tell where it was coming from, but it woke me, and I was freezing in the bed, wondering what's going on, and I just froze. Like, I would hear it. I'm like, what's going on? Am I awake? Am I... <laughs> So I just stand there for like a couple seconds and I close my eyes. I'm like, okay, it's going to go away. I'm just sleeping now. <laughs> no, I hear it again, but louder. I was like, okay, this is really, really weird. I'm just going to go check on the kids, you know, check on my kid here. I go in my daughter's bedroom. She's dead asleep. I stand there and I listen because I could hear everything that was coming from upstairs when Kevin was awake. I mean, the kid is three years old. You know, you know how they are at that age. They make a lot of noise. So if he was awake, I would have known. I listen. It's, it's super late in the night. Of course, Kevin is sleeping. There's nothing. I'm like, okay, maybe Karen is watching the TV. So I go in my living room and I listen. There's nothing. There's no sound whatsoever. I'm like, okay, I'll go back to bed then. I must be crazy. I go back to sleep. I didn't sleep. I was... 
I was like somnolent. I was just laying in my bed with my eyes shut because I was so scared. <laughs> and I heard it cry again. It's, it's, it was so freaky and I could not say where it was coming from. It, was it outside? I don't know. Was it in the house? I can't say, but it was so weird and distinct. A baby, a newborn baby. Very weird. I couldn't sleep the rest of the night. I was petrified. My husband found me white as a ghost when he came back the next morning. Mm. And um, I never slept well another night after Chris would work night shifts. Ever, ever, ever. The house was something. Always something in there. Uh, had a friend over. She came to do a tattoo on me. She's sitting right in front of me. We're in the kitchen. I never, I never said anything to her about this place. I know she feels them, so I'm not stupid. I'm not going to give her the details. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> no, nope, I'm going to test her out. So she's right there in front of me, tattooing me. And she says, look at my left arm. I look at her left arm, Karina, and the hair was like standing up and a ton of goosebumps on one arm. And I'm like, what's going on? She says, he's next to me. I'm like, who's next to you? She says, there's a kid here. He's next to me. He's very sweet. Thank you <laughs> for just validating that I'm not nuts. Creepy, oh. creepy, creepy. I could not sleep that night when she told me that. She, 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 didn't, she didn't see him, but she felt him. He was right there next to her. And did you That's wonder, like, because something that, I, that always intrigues me about these stories is what is their story? What is the story yeah. of that child? When, I know, right? When did they live? Why are they caught between dimensions? Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. So did you ponder those questions and did you try and do any sort of research or anything to try and uncover who it possibly might have been? Not that far. I asked questions to my landlord. He didn't know anything about the land before he bought it. Like he bought the place... I think it was in the 80s and it was built in the 1960s. But the land itself, uh, Beauharnois, uh, close to that, that city, uh, was part of the Quebec history. So were there any things going on close to there? I'm not sure. Probably, yeah. But like you say, why is that kid stuck? Why, why is the spirit still there? It's so weird. And what is even weirder, Karina, is that when I got pregnant with my son, everything stopped. That is interesting. Everything, everything stopped. Like, I didn't, I didn't have anything else as in uh, ghost encounters or um, visions or feelings or presence. I didn't feel anything at all after I was pregnant. It's like it left me alone when it knew I, I got pregnant. I've done a little bit of research into, well, when I wrote my first book, Spirit Sisters, about yeah. what is it that triggers the awakening of a psychic gift. So often the idea seems to be that it lays dormant within all of us, but in some people it's awakened. And I was looking into what sort of things can awaken the gift in women in particular and pregnancy was one of them. So it's very interesting that in, in your case, it seemed to work the reverse. Did it come back to you eventually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 felt, uh, I felt things, but not in that house. It's, uh -huh. like, it's like the spirit left me alone. It's so weird. And I, I moved out of that place. Karin was still upstairs. 
and she didn't feel anything at all either after. That is intriguing. What do you have any theories about what what happened there? Not me, but a friend did, and it creeped me out. <laughs> um, my friend Melanie is a Wiccan witch and um, very spiritual person. She said, "You know what? Maybe it chose you." I was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> she said, "You know, sometimes Chantal." Spirits or uh, children, they say that we choose our parents, right? Maybe that spirit chose you and reincarnate, reincarnated himself as your baby. Or he just felt safe uh, knowing that you were pregnant and that you were a good mom and that he just left or God knows. But yeah, she, she had a supposition or a superstition, sorry, that maybe he had chose me as his mother. That petrified me, honestly. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I guess it can be unsettling in some ways to think of it like that, but certainly the idea that we choose yeah. our parents is, is something I've come across in my, in my reading. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, was, uh, that house was something, and as soon as we left, uh, I felt so much better. <laughs> oh, my God. But the next house had something else, but that's, that, that one is my fault. It was my great-grandma, so that's good. After the Leary house, we, we moved to Valleyfield, and um, there was nothing in there. Nothing. It was clean. Clean as a whistle, Karina. There was nothing in the house. <laughs> a couple weeks after my son was born, the activity started. What sort of activity? Things moving around, doorknobs, jiggling in my son's bedroom, hearing things. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was... It was, I know it was my great grandma. I know it was her. I, I saw her. That was my third ghost apparition, but it was a really nice one. Tell us about um, seeing your great grandmother. What an amazing gift. It's, it was intense, but I, I was gifted with a gift when I was pregnant by someone to go back a little bit so, yeah. so you can understand how I know it's her. Before I, I fell pregnant with Xavier, um, I had three miscarriages. And then my great-grandmother passed in February. It was a really, really, really hard time for me because I wanted so much to have another child. And I lost my great-grandmother. It's rare for a lot of people to know their, their great-grandparents. Uh, but that was, I was lucky enough to have them around for a long, long time. She died when she was 97. I was the last person to see her. And um, we were really close. Uh, every family gathering, we would go at, at great grandma's and with my, my dad's family and whatnot. So I get three miscarriages. I lose my great grandma. Chris is like, okay, we're stopping this. That, that's enough. Next August, I fell pregnant. No, September, I fell pregnant. And I'm stressing, you know, because I don't want to lose this one. And I was really stressed out. <laughs> I'm going on Facebook, you know, this day, this woman, I don't know her at all. She's my friend's aunt. She messages me and she says, Chantal, I need to talk to you. You don't know me, but I'm Jessica's aunt. I was like, okay. <laughs> she says, I see your picture. You know, the, that section in Facebook, you may know someone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was popping in there and every time she would get, the spirit after her, telling her, you need to contact her. You need to talk to Shanta. So Lynn finally talked to me. 
she said to me, there's a spirit that is really mad at you. I'm like, okay. The spirit tells you to stop stressing. You will have your baby. She is making sure of it. And she is really mad at you. <laughs> I was stunned. I was like, okay, what does she look like? She says, she's a pit bull, Shata. <laughs> <laughs> She has the character of a pit bull, and she's a little tiny woman. She has, uh, she has red frizzy hair, and she's chubby. But oh my God, can she move some air? And she's really mad at you because she doesn't want you to stress. And I was trying to figure out who is she talking about? Who is she talking about? And I remembered that back in the day, my great grandma had red frizzy hair, and she was chubby. You know, I. She was like that for the longest time before she got sick. So that's, that's the image I guess she, she took in the afterlife. So Lynn tells me that. I'm like, oh my God, okay, thank you so much. And then, and then and I mean, she didn't know any of this. She could not have just invented that. So I took it for, I really took it good, her word. And I was like, okay, Nana is going to take care of the baby. Everything's fine. So I left it like that. But like I said, we moved to Valleyfield, the baby is born, and then some stuff starts happening. Chris and I are sitting on the sofa, we're watching a movie, and we hear the doorknob jiggle. We look at each other like this, and we're like, what's going on, man? We got ghosts in here? Like, we're joking about it, you know? Because we knew there was, I told him, there's nothing in here. We're like, okay, this is just, it's weird. Happens again, couple times, couple nights. One morning, I have my baby monitor on the top of the of the the bassinet right uh, the the bassinet's back is made like this like a like an arch and i put the monitor here the cord is going back in the back of the the baseboard and between the wall and the baseboard okay the yeah. the, the monitor is there and the monitor is balanced up at the top of the arch of the that is the yeah, back of it, the it's bassinet. Sitting on top of the arch, the cord is going in the back, yep. stuck in between the bassinet and the wall. If it would have fallen, Karina, scientifically talking, logically with gravity, it will have it would have fallen like on one side or the other at at the side of the crib, right? If it would have fallen. So I go in there the one morning, I turn it off. I go out of the room with my baby, forgot something. I go back, I turn around and I'm like, where is it? I didn't even hear it fall. I don't think I heard it fall. I can't, I can't recall, but I don't think I heard it fall. And I'm like, where is it? And I look on each side of the crib, it's not there. If it would have fallen, just like that, bing bang, it would have fallen on each side of the crib. On yeah. one of the one of the sides, logically, gravity yeah. works that way. I laid on the floor to see that the cord was up to the middle of the crib with the monitor there. It slid to the back in the middle under the crib. It seems that the monitor has actually slid to. Is it the bottom? Is it the floor, but in the middle of the bassinet? It fell on the floor. At first, it must have fallen on the floor at some point, And it slid to the middle of the bassinet under, to the, 
like the 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 longest part of the cord it was stretched out to the maximum in the middle of the bassinet under it and this had happened correct me if i'm wrong just in a minute because you had been in there you'd turned it off you'd picked up your baby you'd walked out forgotten something and went back in and this is what you found am i right there yeah yeah it was weird it took like a minute i was freaked out so bad i i told chris and chris is like you're crazy man you like my husband <laughs> he was a skeptic before this he, he he's an angel he always listens to my stories and he doesn't say you're crazy baby girl no no he listens to my stories and he's like mm -hmm, okay he he tries to take interest in it and but he never really believed in it except for when what i'm gonna tell you happened okay so, tell. so another day we're watching a movie we go put well, we put Xavier to bed, close his door. We're sitting on the sofa, watching a movie. We hear something jiggle. Chris goes to see him. He comes out and he's white as a ghost. And I mean, like, white as a ghost. My husband's not a small guy. And he was like, the energy of him, Karina, I've never seen him so petrified in my entire life. I was like, what's going on with you? And he says, did you go see the baby? And I'm like, babe, I was sitting next to you the entire time. You're the one that went to go see the baby. And he says, no, no, you went to see the baby. And Chris, I was sitting right here. I didn't go see the baby. He says, go see him. <laughs> I went in there and I couldn't believe my eyes. My son, had acid reflux when he was younger, when he was a baby. So he would always sleep on his side. I don't know if you if you you dealt with that or I know, you know a bit about acid reflux. Yeah. It's, it's crazy for the babies. They can't sleep on their backs. And so my son never slept on his back, always slept on his side. He would go on his side and we would take his little blankie and put it along his side of, of his body. And he would just turn around and, you know, put his face in there and have it alongside him. When I went in there, Karina, he was sleeping on his back with his, uh, his hands up, his little fists were up and the cover was straight right under his wrists, down his body, not a wrinkle. As if he'd been tucked in very precisely. Yep. So that is what your husband encountered and that made him so yeah. startled. Yeah. He, he, he couldn't believe his eyes. That's why he was freaking out. He's like, did you go see him? Did you, did you move him? Did right. you? Cause he knew, he knew something was in there. He's like, okay, so you're not nuts. There's something in here around the baby, you know? So it's um, yeah. an old fashioned way to tuck in a child because we know now not to put them on their backs. Yeah. As well. So that's yeah. really interesting. So what did you make of that? And what did you say to Chris about what might've been going on there? I was, I was stunned and I didn't know what to make of it until I saw her, but I had always felt something sweet, some, some, some nice energy, you know, like not my great grandma was a pit bull when you messed with her. Well, that's what the lady but, said. That's how she described oh her, your friend's auntie, oh, that she's a pit bull. Grandma Yvonne was something. She, 
I swear to you, if you touched her little uh, figurine thingies, she would like slap your hand, you know? She, <laughs> she was very strict, but she was the sweetest little old lady, you know? But she had her character. But yeah, I, I always felt something cute and sweet in that house. And one night, I'm walking down the, the hallway of the house, and my son's bedroom door was always closed, by the way, uh, because we had cats, and I didn't want the cats to go in the bassinet. So I always closed this door. I walk down the hallway, and his bedroom is on the left. I saw that the door was open, and when I peeked in, I saw a little white shadow figure leaning on top of the, the bassinet. It lasted like two seconds, but I, I made out that it was a small person. My great grandmother was four foot 11. My, my great grandma was like really, really, like she was short and she, she was sweet and she had this little tiny figure, you know? So I, I don't know, I'm sure it was her. Yeah. I can't make out who else would it be, you know what I mean? Well, combined with the feeling that you had in the home of that sweet, yeah. so you got this real sense that it was her and then you actually saw her. For two seconds, two little seconds. It was, it was so weird because when I looked in the bedroom, like the, the bedroom was dark and I, I could see a little glow. Like I can still see it in my head. It lasted two seconds, but I, I still have the picture of it in my brain. I'm never going to forget it. It was so sweet. I felt, I felt like she was checking up on him. Like the, the, the ghost, I'm sure it was her. I say it was her. I can't wait to, I don't, I'm not ready to go up there yet or go in the, the spirit world, but I can't wait to know for sure and speak to her. Was it you, Greg? <laughs> oh my. Yeah. It's so, it's it so mind boggling. It's so mind boggling when we think of yeah. how the spirits manipulate the physical matter, like for instance, yeah. to enable a child, a baby to be tucked in very precisely, very neatly with their little hands peeking out in yeah. a way that they, you know, that we imagine that they perceive is the right way for them to be tucked in. Like, how does this happen? It fascinates me. I, I, that's why I've been so, so curious and looking at documentaries and doing researches and whatnot. I'm so, so interested in this. Like, it fascinates me. Like I said, I'm not ready to go yet, but I, I can't wait to know what it's like on the other side. And and feel everything and see for real, you know? Like how, how can we decide that we're living and how can we decide that we're haunting and how do we decide that we go back and reincarnate? And mm -hmm. yeah, it's something, eh? It's, it's mm -hmm. endlessly fascinating, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. And the latest kind of understandings that are dawning on me, and obviously there's never any finished learning is there it's always a process of unfolding but i'm now looking at the possibility of our being being multi-dimensional so that it's not a case of either or reincarnating or haunting mm. or appearing it's you know we can do them all at the same time which is quite mind-boggling and it i guess it follows on from the idea of uh, time being simultaneous the past the present and the future as well yeah. And they say we use only 10% of our brain. What if the other percentages are other dimensions that we can't see? You know, it's, it's so exactly. interesting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it is so interesting. Yeah. So that is a great story. Okay. Now, 
I think there's still one apparition for you to tell us about. Oh, uh, no, yeah, my first one. Okay. My first, first, first one was, uh, it was another great grandma, but this one, I did not know her. Um, I was four, four or five. And um, the way that the house was shaped was really weird. Um, you had a living room, and inside the living room was a little entry closet. But when you looked on your left, it was the stairs to go upstairs. Really bizarre. It was a really, really narrow stairway with the uh, old wood paneling. That was my grandmother, my grandmother's house. Apparently, they were the second owners, so and they lived there for like 60 years. So it was a pretty old house. And um, my mother was really close to her great grandma, which is apparently the the spirit I saw. So I'm about four or five. I walk into the little closet and I turn. To my left and I look upstairs and I see this glowing white shadow figure and she's the sweetest thing like she she was glowing Karina like an angel or something I, I don't know how to explain it I could not see a face or details but I saw that it was a like a white dress and it was a short person I was frozen I'm four or five years old I didn't know what to make of it. I was just frozen and looking at her. And I thought to myself, she's so pretty, but I'm petrified at the same time. <laughs> I think after a couple of seconds, I don't know, I, it was so long ago, I, I unfroze and I ran into the kitchen and I told my mom and my mom said, well, that was Rose. We spoke of it more in the, the future after that. Mom explained to me that that was her great grandmother. She had seen her a couple times in that house. And that, that was the spirit of her great-grandmother. Apparently, she had spent a lot of time there in her, her last, uh, her last uh, couple of months of living. And yeah, still to this day, mom had an encounter with her uh, last week. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What happened? I didn't tell you this. <laughs> Surprise, yay. <laughs> my, mom, uh, my mom has a has a bit of a health issues right now. And she's been dealing with a lot of, a lot of stuff and a lot of stress. And she had a evaluations going on uh, this last week, last Monday and Tuesday. And it was really stressing her out. And one night my mom is with her husband in the living room and she says, do you smell that? <laughs> my, my stepdad is like, what are you talking about? And she says, it smells like cigarettes. It smells like Maxine cigarettes. That was the kind that Rose smoked. My mom, my mom quit smoking 20 years ago. So they, they don't smell that, you know, regularly now yes. anymore. Yes. And she said, Chantal, it was so distinct. I smelled Grandma Rose's cigarette right next to me. And it was strong. She said, Are, am I crazy? Do you believe me? <laughs> <laughs> is it possible i'm like of course mom it's possible but sometimes they 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 show up that way so yeah that dennis didn't smell it at all he looked at my mom like she was nuts it's, it's crazy and then my mom was told that it was a her guardian angel and i guess i guess it's true because she's still around her and even now and my mom my mom is like 57 but her great grandma is still there with her 
there's a real sort of ancestral, there's a theme of ancestral connection in, in yeah. your stories, which I, which I love. That's just something that fascinates me as well, you know, our lineage it, and yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating to me too that like she never met me. Why would she show herself to me? It was like she was saying hi to me or something. And you saw her kind of glowing like an angel. Yeah. Which is symbolic, I guess, of the relationship, the role that she played in your mum's life. Yeah, maybe. It's so it's so special. But yeah, I, other than that, those, those are the three most impressive encounters I've had in my entire life. I usually don't see them. I hear them. I feel them. They talk to me. They make me know they're there. But you know, you felt you feel followed or whatnot. But seeing them, uh, that was something. That was really scary for me. Seeing them is, as you said at the beginning, one of the rarest things that we can experience. Yeah. So yeah. I'm always fascinated to to share stories of people who've seen apparitions firsthand because it is utterly intriguing. As we draw to the end of our conversation, Chantel. Is there any activity, anything in your current home, which I know that you're decorating for Halloween? You love Halloween. <laughs> oh, so funny that you mentioned that because <laughs> this house uh, was built in 1950. We are the second owners. The first owners were uh, a couple uh, with three children, three girls. And um, the husband died, I think, in the late 90s. Uh, the lady's still alive. The three, uh, the three sisters are still alive. I think Leo is still here sometimes, not all the time, because when we first visited the, the house, I felt energy, but it's not, it's residual energy. You know, like when there's been uh, happy feelings in some place or you feel the charisma or the, the history that's been there. I yeah. feel that here. Everyone who comes here tells me they have that feeling here. They like the feeling of my house. I've had a couple of encounters with Leo, I think. Uh, the, the mister that owned the place was called Leo. Uh, we know that because downstairs there's a sign that says, um, what's the word in English? It's Leo's cabin or Leo's retreat okay. or something like that. That's yeah. written in French. You know, he graved it into wood and whatnot. He was a construction worker. And he seemed like a very nice man because he did a lot of things for his wife in the house. Yeah, we have a couple things going around. Um, I feel him sometimes. Uh, I did a lot of renovations when I was painting my, uh, I have a huge walk-in closet here. When I was painting it, I was listening to, uh, I, like, I like old school music. I'm a grandma stuck in a young woman's body. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to uh, Ray Charles and uh, Elvis and, you know, stuff like that. And I felt something in my bedroom. I felt like it was younger, but I don't know where or why. It's like there, no one died here. No one died in this house, so I don't know where the spirit was coming from, but it was peeking into what I was doing, like you say, with renovations and whatnot. When we first moved in here, I have, uh, I have really old furniture. I have 1940s original furniture in here. That was their furniture. I got this, uh, this bedroom set when I bought the house. I have the vanity in my, my closet as well. We have the furniture. of. I think I think it was that the the adults' furniture. Yeah, it was in the other room, which is now uh, my my daughter's room, 
when I was moving it to my bedroom, because I wanted it in my bedroom, I love antiques. I felt this man behind me, like, what are you doing? You know, like I felt this grunt behind me and this this man, like not not aggressive, but like frustrated, like, what are you what are you doing with my stuff? Like, where are you moving it? That's what I felt. It was uh, it was really weird. I was just gonna, going to just quickly mention that if he worked in construction as well with the renovations, he would have been particularly interested perhaps in what was going on in yeah. his house. <laughs> and the garage, uh, yeah, there's a den in there. There's a little den with a door and a little light. And we always close the little light and the little door, but sometimes the little light and the little door open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, Chantel, it's been an absolute delight to speak with you and hear your stories today. And before you go, I'd like to ask you, given all of the research that you do and your, your interest in all of these matters and your lifelong experiences, have you arrived at any conclusions about the spirit world and because we're talking about haunted houses today in particular, about what might be going on within a haunted house? Hmm. I feel that we get attached as humans, as people, we get attached to certain things, certain feelings, uh, certain places. And I feel that when we die, we maybe have a choice of wanting to stay there or maybe going into a new life or wanting to check on the people that we love. Or, you know, sometimes when it's an accident or a tragedy, they don't even know they're dead and they're stuck. There's, there's really something between the dimensions of the living and the dead, and it fascinates me. I think, uh, I don't know how to explain it, there, there's something there. I've had so many encounters and so many proofs that I can't deny it. Mm. I feel that we're sharing the same, the same world, maybe not in the same dimension, or we're not on the same frequency. It's, it's very intriguing, but there's something there for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that I couldn't agree with you more. I think it is about frequencies as well and, yeah. uh, and accessing those frequencies or being tuned in to those frequencies. And certainly you are tuned in to some extent, aren't you, given everything you've, you've felt over your life. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, sharing your stories. It's thank been lovely sitting around the fireside, the virtual fireside today, <laughs> yeah, hearing your ghost stories. Thank you so much, Chantel. Thank you for having me. It was so fun uh, talking to you. Thank you for listening to Spirit Sisters, the podcast, based on my best-selling book of the same name. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and will join me again next time for another intriguing conversation exploring mysteries and marvels. In the meantime... Please subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. I also welcome your feedback, so please message me through my website, karinamachado.com, or find me on Facebook at Karina Machado Author. Perhaps you have your own encounter to share. If so, I'd love to hear it. After all, there's nothing more powerful than a story. Mm-hmm.